Hello everyone, welcome back to Stir the Plot. We have been freshly thawed out like most of the raw meat in a Walmart meat section. My name is Derek <laughs> Fultz. My name is Brady King, and this is the worst comparison that's ever been made to me as a human man. Oh, grow up. Catch me outside behind the Kroger getting those fresh cheeses. My name is Colton Hart. <laughs> hey, my name is Tyler. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. There was there was a point when I was curling up in my bed, and it was like 25 degrees in my room, and mm-hmm. I thought... If I go to sleep, I'm going to wake up in like the year 2300 and I'll be toted around as a relic of the old world. <laughs> I actually I actually don't mind sleeping in the cold because it's just like, well, I guess I'll just go back to sleep. You can't be cold if you're asleep. <laughs> you said I'm too cold. Well, I guess I'll just die. <laughs> I can't be depressed if I'm asleep. <laughs> There are places where that logic doesn't work. Like, if you're being mugged, you can't just, like, lay down on the ground and be like, you know what? No, I won't give you my wallet. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. Sleep is the ultimate equalizer. <laughs> what are you going to do? Steal from an unconscious man? Yeah. Well, it worked out for Prince Charming and Sleeping Beauty. So <laughs> Disney Disney has some splaining to do. We've um, already come after Disney enough. Yeah. I mean, none of us are ever getting a job on a Marvel project. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> might as well just go ahead and go like full hog speaking of marvel projects um again spoilers for wandavision um oh my gosh i wanted to ask you boys a question and then there's a little like group assignment attached to it do i need a pencil or a pen uh neither you just need uh your imagination um if you two were to be introduced as the villain of a TV series, what would your theme song be? And can you sing one line of your theme song? Oh, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and start. My name is, uh, or my, uh, my theme song title would be The Derek of Destruction. <laughs> um, and it would be like, who's that boy walking down your street? He's stealing all the food that you can eat. Um... He'll t- he'll turn you into smoldering meat. It's the Derek of destruction. You went a much different direction than where I was, <laughs> because I thought you meant like a canon, a pre like canon already song. I think if I'm gonna if I'm gonna walk out to anything, it's gonna be Mr. Brightside because <laughs> if I'm gonna fight if I'm gonna fight this man, at least we're gonna get a bop in beforehand. Sure, sure, you sure, know? sure. We got a three to four minute jam session. Okay, so. I love this train of thought that we're going through, and I'll go ahead and answer that question as well. I was more so going along the lines of an Agatha all along. Mm, What a bop. Can we talk about this? Mm. Oscars, Grammys, Peabody, Mm -hmm. Nobel Peace (laughs) Prize. Give them all. (laughs) I saw a tweet. uh, Let me see if I can credit the user real quick. I think it just kind of sums up everything that I'm feeling about um, my new favorite Marvel character. Uh, yeah, it is from uh, at SZA Solo, and it says, one thing Catherine Hahn will do is act. <laughs> because she will. Can we talk about the most underappreciated actress of our time, Catherine Hahn? Because that woman's in everything. Give Catherine Hahn her things. Give her her awards. Give them. Her IMDb credit list is longer than the Nacogdoches phone book. <laughs> 
I don't think that's really hard, but um, <laughs> okay. If I did have to like walk out to like a like an actual like song song, I guess, and not make up my own because you know I'm the only creative one in this group. Uh, I didn't know I, you wanted me I, to sing or song write this bad boy. That's what I want. That's that that is yes, that is the thing that I said. That's the energy Derek wants to bring to the table. Listen, I want I want chaotic songwriting in this space. <laughs> we'll we'll circle back to it on Patreon. Um I mean, I guess if I had to walk out to any song, I guess it would be like <laughs> this is so stupid, but like bad guy. <laughs> but like <laughs> but no, like the end of bad guy. Oh, okay. When it goes to like doom doom <laughs> do, 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 do. you know that one. Uh-huh. It's like uh it's like um Imagine Dragon's Thunder if you just take out the vocals. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever compare Billie Eilish to Imagine Dragon. <laughs> In this house, me and my homies hate Imagine Dragons. <laughs> um, so I think mine is going to be the Wii music theme, but in a minor key and like slowed down a lot, where you're not exactly sure if it is what it is. We shouldn't have let him answer. We shouldn't have let him answer. <laughs> okay, can we talk what about... Could you imagine if Thanos, at the end of Avengers Infinity War, if he had come out of that portal <laughs> to the Wii theme in a minor key... <laughs> It's like um it's like screeching like insidious like violin like <laughs> Okay, real talk though about WandaVision. If I see one more, if I see one more fan theory, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> like I want Listeners, if you're listening and you have fan theories, I want you to put your head near the speaker and listen to me. Unless you're driving, don't do that. <laughs> Stop. If you need to post them, uh, you can. I'm going to make an Instagram account called "Post Your Useless Fan Theory," and I will. You can send them my way, and I will just take that burden for you. But please stop posting them on the internet. Please. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I. I love your creativity. I love who you are. I love the things that you produce. Send them to me. <laughs> Let me validate you. They all regurgitate the same idea. It's just like, how many more times can you reword the phrases Reed Richards, Mephisto, and um, <laughs> alternate dimension? Like, did I you don't... guys? Okay, I don't know if it was fake or not, but okay, did you guys see the Super Bowl halftime uh, like commercial where they're going to Mars? Oh, yes. And they're like, oh, it's the Fantastic Four. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. We're so desperate at this point. We're looking for iconography and like Doritos commercials. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wanda is that, Blink. Is that chip shaped like a four? Is that a four? I see. In the in the Cheeto dust? Wanda has invaded Oatly Milk. Well, Wanda, uh, Wanda blinked M in Morse code. And so that means Magneto's <laughs> coming in the next episode. Like, <laughs> House of M? House of M? House of M. House of M. Anyways. So if you're new to the show. Welcome. Come on in. Take a seat. This is Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie and then we try to improv what happens in between. And today we are in part three, count it one, two, three, of our five part Twilight Saga Where Deer Improv Extravaganza. Uh, guys, I'm not going to lie. It's it's gotten a little out of control at points. It's gotten a little crazy. Yeah. You know, um, we did, in fact, make a joke about uh mitch mcconnell <laughs> um that was um in bad taste but who cares um I, i'm gonna see i'm gonna see how many references to ted cruz we can fit into this. <laughs> 
because famously I did just get back from Cancun. I don't know what was happening in Texas, but I had plenty of internet. I felt bad about it. As as a father of daughters, my daughters wanted to go to Cancun and I said, "Well, I mean, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, I guess we have to go." Speaking of vampires, let's uh move on. So, has anybody seen Eclipse? No. I think, again, I think I have, but I don't remember it. You know what? I think that's a good thing. We've got a clear palette. So I I think we should at least, if nothing else, recap how we got to where we're about to go. We, <laughs> this is the part where I just have to prepare myself to sound like a lunatic for the next minute and a half. Um, Bella Swan was cursed by her grandmother, um, who was... Uh, what a mystical were deer yes. or something like that. Yeah, she was. Uh, there's a long lineage of were deer that Bella <laughs> happens to uh, <laughs> be a part of the family bloodline for. And um, after uh, being spited by her own son and hunted down by her own son, Bella's grandmother decides to pass the were deer gene along to Bella. So Bella has become the new were deer. She has fallen in love with a former hunter named Edward Cullen. And uh, had to who mm. alongside another hunter who was still a current hunter, Jacob, a uh, famous Abercrombie model, um, had to travel to the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid and uh, rescue Bella from having the essence of the were deer taken out of her body. Institutionalize me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say this. I say this with as much love that I can. As a former band slash kind of theater kid, mm-hmm. this sounds like a band kid, Tumblr kid, like fan fiction. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the more and more we get into this, it's just like, which isn't far off from the actual script. But but if you really think about it, isn't our podcast just elevated fan fiction? <laughs> like, I mean, the deeper our mythology gets, the faster I age. <laughs> That's the... Um, one important thing that I just have forgotten to leave or that I just forgot to put in, um, there's a war coming between the hunters and, Mm. uh, Edward and his little posse, uh, because, uh, Edward is planning on turning Bella into a vampire, which would then break a thousand year old treaty, uh, that would throw the monster world into chaos. So, but you guys know this. You read our three fan you novels. Know this. You know this. <laughs> you know we don't this. need to explain this to you. You guys, we're preaching to the choir. I know. You've seen the DeviantArt. You, <laughs> <laughs> you've read the novels. You've seen the comics. I was gonna say you've read the graphic novel. You have uh, listened to the audio drama that we put out, um, <laughs> which is just this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Speaking of audio drama, the way this podcast works is we are not legally allowed to play movie audio on the podcast. So what we've done is converted everything into screenplay format. Colton will be narrating for us and Derek and I will be playing a couple different characters as per usual. Any questions before we begin? Uh, let's go ahead and ask the let's go ahead and ask the Instagram live if they have any questions. Um, <laughs> I just see one. Uh, it says feet pics. <laughs> Well, I guess with that, uh, I have one more thing I wanted to add, and that is that Ted Cruz looks like the squirrel from Ice Age. Colton, take it away. (laughs) Riley Beers, a young man with curly brown hair, steps out of the crowded downtown bar. Rain pours across the outside street, and Riley pulls his jacket tight. He makes his way across town cutting through dark alleys and sidestepping puddles before stepping to an open road. Suddenly, a dark figure knocks Riley to the ground. He hits the wet concrete hard, 
scrambling to get a glimpse of his pursuer. There's no one around. Who's there? No answer. Who's there? A hand grabs Riley by the neck, throwing him across the street. He lands flat against the brick wall, clutching his shoulder in pain. Help! Riley struggles to his feet and takes off down the alley. He sprints as fast as he can toward the light at the end of the street. He makes it only a few blocks before he realizes he's trapped. A shriek echoes out from the darkness. Riley turns to face his pursuer. What do you want? In an instant, he's on the ground again. He lets out an agonizing scream, clutching his hand in pain. There, on the edge of his palm, is an enormous bite mark. Spooky! Alright, I want to do something before we get too far down the rabbit hole here. And that is, I think we're three episodes in. Which means I think it's time to unveil our big bad. You know what I mean? Oh, like, right. Yeah. right. There's always an emperor behind Vader. There's always a Thanos behind Ronan. Like, I think we need to establish who our like, big bad guy is for the climactic showdown two or three episodes down the road. Yeah, I feel like because Bella's, not Bella's dad, um, Edward's dad was, was he the top or was he high up? Um, he was like an officer, you know? He was kind of a regional yeah. manager sort. <laughs> Assistant to the headhunter. <laughs> we we really do need to make our way up the levels of the like MLM organization. Mm-hmm. Who is the he- who is the head girl boss? What's she about? What if it's I? So we haven't. Oh wait, um, oh, we haven't. Derek's got it. Is it Alice? You freaking jerk! That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> is it is it Alice? We haven't really dove into Alice's like character. Yeah, no, I think it's, she's like a shadow leader. Yeah. Yeah, we only brought up Alice when she was like, oh, hey, Bella's grandmother is being kept in the Bass Pro Shop here. (laughs) 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 I I tried so hard to say that with a straight face, and I, I, I just... I just couldn't. I just, I just couldn't. Just the the phrase "Bella's oh. grandmother being held in the Bass Pro Shop pyramid." <laughs> Take away my college degree. Like just, I'm not using it. Apparently, God. Oh man. Take away my teaching certifications. Like oh, the, yeah. the state of Texas has made a horrible, horrible choice. My film professors are looking down from above, shaking their heads in disappointment. Oh. God, Martin Scorsese says, "You know how about how we how I'm mad about films being labeled as content? This is what I'm mad about. <laughs> this is what I meant." <laughs> um, so yeah, like that was the only time that Alice was brought up in episode two, in episode two, uh, in part two, was to tell Bella and Edward, "Hey, you need to go to the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid and save uh save Bella's grandma." Right, and um, which would make sense if she was the one pulling. If she was the one pulling the strings, she yeah. would know to send them to the pyramid. Right, right, right. Keep this in the back of your head as we're developing the story. But what do we think is happening in the first scene? <laughs> so Riley is a normal human. And the it's obvious that a vampire has attacked him. Right. And we know famously from Twilight lore that Alice is a Cullen. So therefore she is a vampire. Alice attacks Riley in the alleyway. In order to frame Edward 
and uh, oh. alert humans to the oh. presence of vampires. Yeah, that's good. So now she's going around taking chomps out of like uh, lonely men in the street. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which um, I call next. <laughs> <laughs> which, okay, how do you think that the, like her attacking this person ties back to Edward? She leaves his student ID. There it is. <laughs> yeah, like might as well. Because this 35-year-old man is still in high school. <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on. Aren't vampire are vampires immortal in the Twilight universe? Yeah, Edward is canonically like over a hundred years old. Why the frick is he in high school? Why the frick is he going to school? Because he like because he's nasty. (laughs) He's nasty like that. Because he's nasty. You know what? Yeah, let's, let's unpack this because you could easily just blend in by like working at the grocery store. No, let's not unpack it. You know what? Twilight Twilight has been unpacked enough. We don't need to peel these layers back. They're disgusting and we all know it. No. <laughs> if, if you want to have all the problematic elements of Twilight unpacked for you and like describe like why they're problematic, like there are many YouTubers that have done like a deep dive on this <laughs> series. We are not the ones to do that. We are going to take it and make it better. We're going to make it not as problematic. <laughs> there, we, there it is. There it is. So you know how if a person gets bitten by a vampire, mm-hmm. they more or less turn into a vampire what if alice is raising up her own army or like her own sect of vampires in order to take down this organization well colton you did you did bring up one thing last episode that we could possibly bring back no uh remember when you said that uh bella was supposed to have like an infinity gauntlet sort of thing where she's supposed to become like a whole bunch of different (laughs) mythical creatures what if alice is one of those (laughs) <laughs> and that's why she's the leader. And she's trying to like gain the powers of all the different creatures. And so she was trying to lure Bella towards the the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid <laughs> so that once they ripped that essence out of her, they could bring it to Alice. And Alice was going okay. to use it. Okay, so she's she's got everything. So she's one mind stone away from the, <laughs> the gauntlet. Yes. Okay. And okay. she's gotta rip it out. She's gotta rip it out of Bella's head. And then Edward's going to make a series later mm-hmm. <laughs> where he carries around <laughs> Bella's corpse. Bella vision. <laughs> Bella vision. Oh. Um, so let's, let's establish this. Alice has to collect all five creatures or become all five creatures in order to become the ultimate big bad. And she's already got the other four, which are right. werewolf, vampire. Uh, <laughs> well, I was about to say, we can't go down this road without how we have to name them. Yeah. So there's vampire, were deer, werewolf, Bigfoot. <laughs> We're getting real close into tall girl territory here, guys. I, I, can, I can get I can get us away from that Loch Ness monster. <laughs> Loch Ness well, monster. She's got them all. You know what? We don't have to limit ourselves to five. Why do we do that? She's got them all. It's like uh, it's Pokemon. There's an original. There's 152 monsters. She's like a Ben 10. Yeah, like a she's, Ben 10. She's a Ben 10. She's a Benton. She has the Omnitrix and she's going to, oh. she, all she's missing is the were deer. But it's not a, uh, <laughs> it's not a gauntlet. It's a wallet chain. <laughs> <laughs> the wallet that it's attached to, Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, I, I do like this scene where like, uh, maybe eventually we'll learn that she was going monster to monster, stuffing them in her Shadow the Hedgehog wallet and draining them of their power. <laughs> the Shadow the Hedgehog wallet is, no pun intended, but kind of. A pocket dimension. 
But she, you know, she traps the monsters in, takes them back to the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. They do their their ritual, get the essence. It goes into Alice, and Alice becomes, you know, know. Right, and Alice becomes the very best, like no one ever was. (laughs) No one ever was. I think that what we're going to see when we get farther along into the movie is, obviously, we don't know it's Alice just yet, but there's going to be a meeting at the Bass Pro Shop Temple. And the big bad is going to be addressing all of them, and they're, and she's going to berate them for their incompetence, mm. and she's just going to kill a bunch of them oh. out of anger, like a Kylo Ren-style massacre. Turns out she's she's killed so many of her people that she doesn't have an adequate enough amount of people, so she has to go around and start turning up, like normal human beings into monsters. Gotcha. Yeah, because she's kind of raising up her own army in order right. to compete with the vampires and hunters because she wants it all. Right. What if we find out the were-deer can, like, cure other monsters, like, turn them back to being human? I hold that thought. I think there's only one way to find out, and it's to read the The next scene. scene. (laughs) Edward and Bella sit alone in an open field, surrounded by an ocean of bright purple flowers. August 13th? Yeah, it's a month before my birthday. I don't need to be another year older than you. Alice said she would get the wedding together before then. I'm sure she can. There's no rush. I've chosen my life. I want to start living it. And so you're going to let Alice plan this whole thing? I mean, the dress, the reception, the guest list. Who knows who she's going to invite? It doesn't matter. Edward studies Bella for a long moment. Just tell me why you're doing this. What? The wedding? Trying to make everyone else happy. You're already giving away too much. You're wrong. Bella stands up and takes a few steps away from Edward. This wasn't a choice between you and Jacob. It was between who I should be and who I am. I've always felt out of step. Like, literally stumbling through my life. I've never felt normal. Because I'm not normal. I don't want to be. I've had to face death and loss and pain in your world. But I've also never felt stronger and more real, more myself, because it's my world, too. It's where I belong. Edward gives her a knowing smile. So it's not just about me? No. Sorry. I've made a mess trying to figure this all out, but... Bella leans down to meet Edward's gaze. I want to do this right. I want to tie myself to you in every way humanly possible. (laughs) 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 Hold on. I want to do this right. I want to tie myself to you in every way humanly possible. Gross. Starting with a wedding? (laughs) We don't gotta start with a wedding, man. We can just get this done right now. Actually, something a little more difficult first. Maybe even a little dangerous. Edward looks up at her curiously. We're going to have to tell Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) It's time Charlie knew. (laughs) Edward laughs. Highly dangerous. It's a good thing you're bulletproof. I'm going to need that ring. Edward stands up and holds her hand, slipping a large oval ring on her finger. The two hug as the camera dollies out. 
cut to black. Why did you make me read that? <laughs> Every script gets nastier. This this is yucky grosso. I mean, it's like I know they're about to enter into holy matrimony and like in the eyes of God, like in the eyes of God, this is permissible. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't want to read that. Stephanie Meyer specifically wrote this just to make us yuck. <laughs> so here's an interesting line, because now that we know Alice is the big bad, yeah. we also know that she's planning the entire wedding. So yeah. how did it's- we get here? It's a trap. It's a it's, tra- it's, a, it's a trap. I yeah. It's they don't know that she's the big bad yet. I would say we don't find that out till right. Oh, it could also be like a red wedding scenario, like from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, where she's yeah. thinking, oh, if I can get all the fantastical creatures in one place at one time, I can collect all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Colton, name three Game of Thrones characters right now. Um. Targaryen, that she's the. Uh, yep, no, Mr. The- Targaryen, that's one. <laughs> Jon Snow. Jon Snow is another, and yes. And the South Pole elf from Elf. Yep, that's it. Yeah, no. Nope. You got it. <laughs> that's all three characters in the whole show. Our main characters Jon Snow, Mr. Targaryen, and the elf from Elf. Can can we make it canon? Doesn't John doesn't John Snow have like a big wolf? Yeah, he has a. D- can, we make, <laughs> yes. can we make that canon that it's it's a werewolf? No, it's copyright. We're gonna get a cease and desist. George R. R. Martin can't even finish his last book. What do you think he's gonna finish a cease and desist letter? Okay, did we already? Does she already have all of the mythical creature powers? I think or she, she wants to collect them. I think we them? should. I think we should ret- retcon that she wants them. And this is her way of getting them. Right. Like there's there's a select few that she doesn't have. And she knows that if she can set this whole thing up, she can get the creature she needs to be there. Mm. Okay. Where have Bella and Edward been in all of this? Because well, we've really been Alice. We've we've been Alice mm. heavy this episode. That's true. Um, they could just be doing like a Ray training montage the entire movie. She's <laughs> learning her weirder powers. She's learning how to use her hooves properly. They're picking out cake decorations. <laughs> They're designing the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Bella has said yes to the dress. So let's not forget that this whole time, Alice has been framing Edward. Here's my thing. I think that after Edward and Bella and Jacob escaped the pyramid, they were able to kind of go off the grid. Mm. And so, but Alice knows where they are because obviously no one knows that Alice is like, the leader of everything. Cause like not even people in the, sure. hunt, in the hunter organization know that Alice is the big bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Because whenever she goes to her big bad meeting, she puts on glasses. Yeah. And nobody <laughs> knows that it's her. She, yeah. No one knows. Uh, so she, uh, they're able to cover their tracks. They're able to kind of disappear off the grid and go to an undisclosed location that only Alice knows about. Um, but Alice is attacking a bunch of innocent people because she wants the hunters to kind of be like, oh, wait, there's a bunch of vamp- there's been a bunch of vampire attacks in this specific area. It has to be Edward. Well, because she's starting the war, because whenever they kill all each other, she'll like be able to swoop in and, you know, destroy everyone. Yeah. After the wedding, once she's got all the like mystical mm-hmm. creature powers or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, she'll be able to take over after like the dust is settled. So here's an here's an idea. Alice, we need to give some motivation for Alice. Alice is unhappy with the way that the magical creature world has been set up for so long. 
you can only be in the system so long before you begin to see the cracks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she has and she has started to see the cracks and she says I want to gather all of the powers of the of the mythical creatures so I can wipe them all out and start over with Bella's Were Deer Vampire Babies. Oh. oh, so we got some like Were Deer Supremacist stuff yes. going on here. She is ah. very, she's very much so um I guess for lack of a better term, I guess like a mythical creature Nazi. It's it's a reflection of society. <laughs> we live in a society. We live we live <laughs> we in a society. Live. We do. Have you ever thought about the idea that we just live in a society? And like and like I didn't know that we lived in a society until I saw a picture of Zack Snyder's Joker. <laughs> it opened my eyes and my heart to so much. And when I watched the Justice League trailer and I heard Jared Leto say the words "We live in a society," I was like. We live in a society. Yes, we do. Thank you, Zack Snyder. God. Somebody had to Thank say you, it. Thank you, Zack. That movie's going to be a train wreck. Anyway, uh, we should we should like find a way to like all watch it together. We should. Oh my god! Should we have a stir the plot watch party? For... I think that'd be really fun. I don't think we could stream it or anything, but life finds a way. <laughs> in the words of the great theologian um, Jeff Goldblum, life that life finds a way. <laughs> life do be like that. So. Uh, Alice is a bad person. I think we are now <laughs> finally. In case you were curious, we're, in case in case you were kind of on the fence about Alice, like yes, we stand, but we also realize that she is deeply problematic. She uh, that's the log line for this movie. <laughs> Alice is a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> She's bad. So obviously, she's setting up this wedding to uh, spring a trap on not only Bella and Edward, but a bunch of other mythical creatures. Gather all of their powers and wipe out uh, the 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 magical creature universe as we know it, so that she can begin anew. Mm-hmm. And you know, Bella did raise the question of why are you building the venue in the shape of a pyramid? That's kind of weird. Is mm. that a Bass Pro logo I see over there? Why are you? Mm. I thought I thought I asked specifically for Cabela. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bass Pro Shop logo to wear deer, what a pentagram is to like demons. Like if you if you trap a wear deer in the Bass Pro Shop in logo, the Bass they Pro can't Shop get logo. out. They get they sucked get into the mouth of the large mouth bass and can't escape. <laughs> it's like it's a. Oh my I'm, god! I'm That's just... what she has on her on her wallet chain. At the very end, she has a Bass Pro Shop branded wallet. There it is. <laughs> she has a Billy. She has a Billy the Bass. <laughs> I'm talking Billy Bass. She's, she's like flopping on. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. I have a question though. I have a question. Okay. Is the ring important? Because it seemed like there was some like interesting stuff going on with the ring. What if Alice is the one who created the ring, and by placing it on Bella's finger, it's like another, um, like another way to drain her of her power. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's been trying to find a way this whole movie. You know, like mm-hmm. at the beginning, there's a yeah. scene where she like gives it to one of her cronies or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like, find a way to get this to yeah Edward, so he'll put it on Bella's finger. And her crony just so happens to work at Jared. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of cronies at Jared. Diamonds are so expensive, and for what? Because you killed a bunch of people to get them, like. Shut up. We live in a society. We live live in a society. Uh, I watched Blood Diamond once. Uh, Okay. I think before we need, before before we go too far, I think we need to go ahead and call it quits. Yeah. Because I think stuff's going to start happening in Breaking Dawn that is going to. I think that's when it's going to, it's really going to go down. You know what I mean? Like that we've got a wedding. We've got a war that's breaking out. And the potential of offspring. 
I cannot let this episode end without um, really hammering home the fact that Edward and Bella were about to engage in what I like to call Cullen Linguis. (laughs) (laughs) Cut that. (laughs) All right. That was uh, Twilight Eclipse. Guys, I'm I'm really I like I remember the feeling that I got whenever I was about to watch Infinity War. I have that same feeling now. I think we did it, boys. That was that was fun. We knocked it out of the park. We knocked it out of the park. Look at that. It's gone. It's out of here. It's can't even see it anymore. We we did and the bases. We touched them all. We lived up to the reputation of our hometown team, the Astros, and we cheated our way through this game. <laughs> Derek's Twitter account is <laughs> It's literally at Derek Foltz. Come at me. <laughs> So uh, I think it's time to move on to our next segment, Colton. Let's go into that psycho casino, Colton. It's shaking, not stirred. So uh, this is the part of our podcast where we take popular movies, take them, we spin them on a wheel, we put them against a different random movie genre. Um, So we get a bunch of fun things like Super bad as a war film, right? That's what war we wanted. Film. War yeah. film, yeah. One of, my, one of my favorites. One of my one, favorites. Yeah. Um, and then what was another one we did that was really good? Shrek uh, is a documentary will always go down in history for me. Shrek yes, is Shrek is a documentary. <laughs> so whatever combos we get on the wheel, we basically have to improv a whole new movie. And it's great. It's great. And you know what? Aaron Sorkin, if you're ever just hunting for ideas, <laughs> give me a call. Give me a ring. Come, come mine our ideas. Um, all right, we have Pretty Woman as a children's movie. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, In a faraway kingdom, there lived there lived a woman that was so pretty, she didn't actually have a name. She was just known as the Pretty Woman. We got it. The end. All right, Colton, let's all move right, on to the next guys. one. All right. <laughs> so, okay, she's the prettiest woman in all of the land, and... Um, there is a evil queen who um, is jealous of her prettiness. And mm. so I think th- that she locks her uh, to a life in retail in Palais Royal because she knows that no hot men ever go into Palais Royal. Mm. And that, uh, if she, if she is not, I go into Palais Royal all the time. Like I said, no hot. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I've never been to a Palais Royal. You're not I've missing been, much. I've been against my will. It's kind of like a Dillard's, but worse. For it's a Dillard's for the MAGA crowd. <laughs> ah, okay. So Palais Royal, because she knows that no hot men ever go into Palais Royal, and that if she does not get married, her uh, prettiness will drain out of her and go into the evil queen uh, because mm. of magic reasons that never really get explained. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, one day, a new employee joins the staff at Palais Royal. It's none other than Hot Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is his first and last legal name. He knows it's funny. Stop asking about it. Yes. You got to say it really quick. It's like Hotman. Hotman. It's like John Hodgman, but it's John Hotman. <laughs> yes, John Hotman. <laughs> he he walks in, sees her folding those discounted Nautica t-shirts, and he just, mmm. He melts. And super heat. He melts. <laughs> super heat. <laughs> hot man, hot pretty woman on the Nautica shirt. Super heat. <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> Is that a hot, hot man? man on the payroll at Palais Royal? Not objectifying the pretty woman? 
Yeah, he is very like on his respect woman juice. He is like he's very respectful. They go on a couple dates. The evil queen tries to kill hot man. He doesn't even notice that she's pretty. Like she he, he just lo- loves her for her personality. For her personality and those Nautica shirts she wears all the time. He loves her for the things that she brings to the table in conversations. <laughs> so, uh evil queen turns into a giant snake. Uh they vanquish her. And they live happily ever after and open up their own Palais Royal franchise. <laughs> they retire happily in a perfectly middle-of-the-road tax bracket. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, you guys ready for another one? Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to do a movie in theaters now. We've got The Little Things. Have you guys heard of this? Yes. The Little Things. I've seen it, unfortunately. Oh, that bad, huh? It is so bad. Bad. It's bad. It's so okay. Brady, Brady, let me just tell you who, who stars in this movie. Denzel Washington, Rami Malik, and Jared Leto. And it is honestly, I, I don't think I got halfway through. Really? Okay. Um, all right, so we're gonna do the little things as a <laughs> war film. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh what if we kept the like LA theme? And it's like the war on drugs. Oh, very timely. <laughs> so, mm. so we're thinking the outside the box now. I like this energy. Just like folks. any other war that we've been a part of, it's failing. Um. <laughs> it's, it's, no, no, I got it. It's the little things because it's Denzel Washington and Rami Malik doing the dare campaign to all these elementary schools. <laughs> Jared okay. Leto, a drug dealer. Denzel Washington and Rami Malek are two 90s dare officers, and they're sick of their jobs going school to school and giving lectures to bored fourth graders. And so one day they figure out that there's been a murder at the, ele- at the elementary school that they over a bag of crack. <laughs> And one of one of the fourth graders is just a little bit suspicious because he's six feet tall and looks like Jared Leto. <laughs> I wonder who the killer will be. It's the little things. Um, okay, real talk though. In 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 the little things, when Jared Leto's character comes on screen it's like yeah he did it it's him (laughs) you could say that about any jared leto clip ever (laughs) when he came on suicide squad i was like yep it's him (laughs) he did it (laughs) i mean i guess that was just like r-rated kindergarten cop like (laughs) yeah it ends with them tackling him in the school nurse's office he goes to jail for 10 to 20 Yeah, yeah all right uh, thank you, Colton, for that rousing round of Shaken Not Stirred. And now, uh, before we go, we're going to delve into some real talk where we give you some suggestions of media that we have been consuming that we think you should consume as well. So uh, my suggestion this week is a movie on Netflix. Uh, it is a movie. Uh, it is a Spanish film. Uh, it is called The Platform. Mm. So um, what it is is... Uh, a man volunteer voluntarily puts himself in a, uh, a, a it's like a prison structure where uh, there are different floors and every day there is a platform full of food that comes down to every single floor. The lower the lower levels um, don't get as much food because the higher levels are eating oh, all of the right. like they take eat, whatever they want. Yeah, they're eating yeah. their fill. <laughs> but our main character uh, he is basically growing tired of the. The inequity that's going on inside of it, they call it the hole. 
Um, he's a he's a little bit tired of everything that's going on, and so he and another uh, he and another member of the of the prison, or he uh, he and his cellmate, kind of organize this way to try and like make things a little more fair for everyone. If you really think about it, like we like as a society, um, <laughs> it's like it, the prison, just like Jared Leto said, just like he said, the prison system is like set up like like a like our society where obviously the people on the uh, on the higher floors are going to be getting more food and more opportunity, whereas you get down to the lower levels and they get nothing. They don't even get scraps. Uh, it's it's really great. Um, great. It's it's a very heavy watch, but if you want to kind of be, um, you want to have something to think about, and you know, kind of like a, a very like harsh look at uh, our lives as people today. Uh, I don't want to say the word society again. Um, <laughs> we live in a culture in a in an organization as humans. Yeah, <laughs> in a in a human uh, a human survival circle. <laughs> But yes, it, it gets a it gets a full recommendation for me if you would like to watch that. It's on Netflix. Sweet. Um, well, my suggestion is not quite as grim. <laughs> um, it is called Chef. Um, it's sort of John Favreau's love letter to food, where John Favreau plays a professional chef who loses his job and ends up kind of touring the U.S. with his son in a food truck. And it's just really fun. It's a really light watch. So if you've got a free afternoon, give it a watch. Um, so honestly, guys, um, I've been kind of in a, in a show hole recently. Um, I'll talk about some things that I have been, uh, I watched during our hiatus. Um, so the first one is Prodigal Son. Um, so it's a show on Fox. Uh, it is a very like kind of campy, like nighttime television premise. Um, but it's really cool. Um, it's about a, oh gosh, I don't even know what you would call him. It's about a guy who works for the New York police department. Um, but his dad was like an infamous serial killer back in the day. And so he like uses his knowledge and like talks with his father to like help solve crime in New York city. Um, like I said, very like campy, but I think it's, I think it's very interesting and very cool. Um, and then I've been watching this show called battle bots. Um, <laughs> uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It is literally robot fighting sports. <laughs> Um, it's like real, it's on discovery. Um, it's like remote controlled robots literally fighting each other. It is so, so cool. Uh, the inner nerd in me just like screams when I watch it. Uh, cause some of these robots are like no joke. Like they could do, they could be super brutal. Yeah. I just want to get on, on record on Mike, uh, real quick that you are for robot abuse. I just want to get that on audio. <laughs> you are the Michael Vick of robot fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's our show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can reach out to us at startoftheplot at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. And hey, we've got a Patreon. Um, It always feels a little bit weird to ask for money, but uh, podcasting is not free. (laughs) So if you'd like to help us cover expenses of hosting and podcasting equipment, we would love to keep this train rolling. Uh, if you if you enjoyed the writers room episode that we released in lieu of a of an actual episode last week, we are uh, we are going to be doing more of those over on Patreon. It's in our five dollar tier. You can become a plot thought for five dollars a month, and you will get access to extra episodes like writers room. And we are in the process of coming up with some other stuff to do uh, for that as well. Yeah, we've got some pretty cool stuff coming soon. So stay tuned for that. 
Um, if you have a few minutes, please head over to iTunes, leave us a review. It really helps us get discovered and it's a great way to support the show. Um, and honestly, tell your friends. Word of mouth is like one of the best things that we have to market yeah. this podcast. So uh, please tell your friends, your mom, your dog, your uncle. You guys want a review? Yep. All right. So this review comes from Daniel. Uh, it is a movie from 1995, which he gave half a star. Uh, his review is as follows. I find this franchise homophobic. <laughs> oh, man. What even? E.T. Um, I'm going to go with Batman Forever. Mm. <laughs> so close, but yet so far, it is actually the beloved franchise Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Brady King. My name is Derek Fultz. And I'm Colton. My name is Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, give her a hug. Because it was Sandra all along. (laughs) Stan Agatha Harkness. Stan Agatha Harkness.